slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, hello everybody, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today as we talk all things New York Islanders. Lots going on today. We're going to talk about the Islanders' goaltending duo of Ilya Sorokin and Simeon Varlamov. Is it the best in the league? We'll also be discussing the recent rankings by The Athletic as to where the Islanders' front office stacks up in the NHL. And for once, I think the Islanders are getting a little bit of respect. We've also got our Islanders birthday of the day. He was a big part of the team's successful run to the playoffs back in 1993 when they reached the conference finals. So we've got that and a whole lot more coming up on today's show. Make sure you join us for that. Who are this season's top 50 NHL players? Find out on the Locked On NHL podcast. Joe DiBiase, Mike DiStefano, and Rachel Donner reveal the top 50 players as voted on by our local experts across the Locked On NHL network of podcasts. Subscribe to the Locked On NHL podcast on YouTube and turn your notifications on so that you never miss an episode. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question you'd like to ask, a a comment on something we've talked about or a topic you'd like us to discuss, please feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. You could also follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. And we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. Believe it or not, folks, training camp is just a few weeks away now. I mean... This really has been a short NHL offseason, and and what training camp being so close means is that the Islanders are going to have to announce whatever free agent signings and re-signings have been made before training camp starts. So, you know, time is ticking, and it'll be interesting to see when uh, those announcements are made by Lou Lamorello and if there is a trade still coming down the pike, when and if the Islanders will make that announcement. So we'll certainly talk about all that. Now, we're going to start off by talking about the goaltending situation. And Charlie, who uh, did not mention where he was from, but he he followed up his previous email uh, from last week, and he talked about the unique relationship between Simeon Varlamov and Ilya Sorokin. And he went on to say, I believe Varlamov will finish his contract out with the Islanders this year and next. I believe Sorokin will accept a reasonable two-year deal to make sure this happens. Um, Honestly, the respect and the relationship between these two guys is amazing and very rare. They truly are happy as teammates, and I don't think the usual dynamics are at play. And 
you know, Charlie, I think you make a good point. This duo definitely does seem to complement each other well. Uh, Sorokin obviously was an NHL rookie this past season, and he seemed to accept that he was going to get 35, 40% of the starts as a rookie, that Varlamov was going to get more than that, and that come playoff time when Varlamov faltered a little bit, Sorokin came in, gave them the hot hand, won all four games that the Islanders won in the opening round series against Pittsburgh, and really did make a difference. And I think you're right in the analysis that these two guys get along extremely well and that they do complement each other. I am expecting something closer to a 55-45 split in playing time this year, but that remains to be seen, and I think a lot of it will have to do with which one of these two players is the hot hand. And I I like the way both of them do come across as uh, not being selfish, not having a big ego, and realistically, you know, putting the team first. But here's here's the reason why I'm not sure that Simeon Varlamov finishes his contract with the Islanders. And that, plain and simple, is the salary cap. And for cap purposes, we have seen the Islanders move on from Tomas Grice, from Robin Lehner. Uh, and, you know, in both instances, it wasn't just cap considerations, but I think cap considerations had something to do with why they moved on from both of those players. And once Ilya Sorokin has developed the full confidence of the coaching staff, and they believe that he is the number one goalie, the guy who they can count on, it would not shock me if they look to trade uh, Simeon Varlamov, who has a substantially higher cap hit. So, you know, if you want to save four, three, four million dollars a year on the cap, and you feel like Sorokin is ready to take over, maybe Lou Lamorello makes a deal for Varlamov, whether it be at the trade day deadline this year. I don't think that'll happen. Uh, it could take place next season, uh, you know, next off season before the draft, during free agency. Uh, hopefully, by next off season, things will be back to a normal schedule. They're supposed to be, but I think that you know, overall, that might be something down the road for this year, for 2021, 2022. Yeah, I think you're going to see this duo back. I think you're going to see them come closer to a 50-50 split, but Varlamov will probably still get more of the action, more of the starts, unless he gets injured or unless Sorokin is lights out and Varley struggles. Again, you know, Barry Trotz will ride the hot hand. And the one thing we saw in the playoffs was that he wasn't afraid to go to Sorokin when Varley struggled a little bit, and he rode the hot hand, and then when Sorokin cooled off, he went back to Varley and stuck to Varley. So, you know, Varlamov has the experience, and I think that gives him a slight edge in the minds of the coaching staff and in the eye of uh, of management, but it's not like they feel that Varlamov is head and shoulders superior to Sorokin and that they lack confidence in the younger of the two Russian goalies. So 
It'll be an interesting thing to watch. I think for this season, the duo will remain intact. And after that, the salary cap may be a factor and may come into play as to determining whether or not Simeon Varlamov actually manages to finish uh, this contract out with the Islanders. So, Charlie, thank you again uh, for the email. And and fans, anytime you want to hit us up with a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about, again, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com is the way to reach us. You could also reach us on Twitter. And we're always happy to talk about whatever is on the minds of Islanders fans. When we come back, we'll talk about where the Islanders coaching staff and front office ranked in the athletics poll of fans. And for once, I think the Islanders got a little respect, not as much as I think they deserve, but we'll talk about that and a whole lot more on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. They're open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right to your Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So last week, the Athletic announced the results of a poll uh, of their readers uh, about NHL front offices. And they ranked the teams from 1 to 32. And believe it or not, the Islanders, well, they finished in the top five. Yes, the Islanders were fifth in the league. And quite honestly, I think they deserve to be a little bit higher. Uh, Hard to dispute Tampa Bay right now as being number one, uh, coming off back-to-back Stanley Cup wins. Colorado, two. Detroit, unbelievably, actually third. And Florida, fourth. Uh, I would have put the Islanders probably second or third, but uh, fifth, considering that most of the time when you poll fans or members of the media, uh, it really does usually work out that the Islanders don't get a lot of recognition, a lot of respect, and to have them finish in the top five, to me, is certainly a sign that the Islanders are starting to get a little bit more recognition, still not as much as they deserve, but at least fans and, and, and readers and hockey people are starting to realize that this is really a, a, an organization that is to be respected. Now, here are the categories that were in this survey. Roster building, cap management, draft and development, trading, free agency, and vision. And... Yeah, right now, it it, it just looks like the Islanders are making a big jump. Now, again, let's go back to 2019 when this survey was done the first time. Islanders were 23rd out of 
the 31 teams. They jumped up in 2020 to 16th, and now they are 5th. And, you know, Dom LeCision, who I hope I'm pronouncing that right, is uh, one of the people commenting on this article for The Athletic. He said, the Islanders organization, the Islanders have become an organization to envy, where the magic is real from a full team buy-in, and that starts from the top down. The vision may be a little different from what other teams are selling, but it's become impossible not to buy into it. And, you know, realistically, the Islanders have had new ownership, new general manager, new coach. It all started three years ago, and yet the results have been impressive. They won a playoff round in 2019, and then 2020, 2021, back to the conference finals, you know, in two consecutive years. So overall, clearly the Islanders finally starting to get a little respect. And, you know, that's well-deserved. Look, Lou Lamorello is already in the Hockey Hall of Fame for what he did with the New Jersey Devils. And the amazing thing about it, you know, Lou Lamorello, when he was with the Devils, was able to get New Jersey to win three Stanley Cups without them being a big market team spending money. You know, you go back to the 90s and the 2000s before the salary cap, and, you know, the New York Rangers... Uh, and the Toronto Maple Leafs and, you know, some of the quote-unquote big market teams would outspend the Devils year after year after year substantially. I mean, really outspend them so that their payroll was, you know, double almost what the Devils' payroll was under Lou Lamorello. And yet, Lamorello managed to find a way to win. And now that there's a salary cap and teams have to spend to the floor and can't spend beyond the ceiling, it's more of a level playing field. And we're seeing what Lou Lamorello has been able to do. And if you look back over the last three years, the one thing you notice right away, you know, the Islanders are a team built from the goal out and it's goal defense centers. And then you build from there. Well, you know, you have had Tomas Grice, Simeon Varlamov, Robin Lehner, Ilya Sorokin. In the three years that the Lou Lamorello slash Barry Trotz era has existed, you've had four solid goaltenders. And regardless, you've had a different combination each year. And regardless of who it's been, they have gotten quality performances, whether it was Lehner and Grice, Varlamov and Grice, Varlamov and Sorokin. Turnover every year, one goalie changing, and yet you still get the uh, quality performance that this defense first team needs in order to win. So the overall situation is that this Islanders front office finally getting a little respect, the respect they deserve. They have a plan. They implement it. Look, am I going to sit here and say to you that the Islanders' front office never makes mistakes? Uh, even, you know, Hall of Famer Lou Lamorello, of course he makes mistakes. Are there contracts he'd like to have back? 
or trades that he wish he didn't have to make. Devon Taves, for example. Yeah, absolutely. Did the Islanders overpay some of their bottom six forwards? Yeah, they did at different times. But Lou Lamorello has found a way to free up cap space, to get things done, and to create a foundation of a team that has a philosophy, it has a, a, you know, a set of goals, it implements that philosophy, and the relationship between the general manager, the coach, and the players works well enough that this team is on the same page and finds ways to get the job done. So overall, got to be very pleased. You know, the Islanders almost never get recognition in fan surveys or even media surveys. They are so easily and so commonly overlooked. So I'm very happy to see this team getting a little bit of recognition for the success that they've had. And like, you know, back-to-back appearances in the conference finals, certainly going to help that cause. And if they can somehow make one more long playoff run, and actually win their first Stanley Cup since 1983, uh, that ranking from fifth can go even higher, and that is something that I would love to see happen. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day, and speaking of long playoff runs, this player was an integral part of the 1993 playoff underdog run to the conference final. We've got that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There really is something for everyone. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they are definitely passionate about their favorites. Flavors like coconut, raspberry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and one of my favorites, salted caramel. That sweet and salty combination is delectable. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where they'll send you two of each of the nine permanent flavors. And not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. Check out these macros. Each bar has 17 or 18 grams of protein, only between 130 and 180 calories, just four or five grams of sugar, and only four or five grams of net carbs. All amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. And Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and it's a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract. So, get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device requires. Content varies by package. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And, uh, you know, this is a good one. This is a player that had a nice 
start to his career with the New York Islanders. I want to wish a very happy 53rd birthday today to former Islanders defenseman Vladimir Malakov. Now, the Islanders drafted this native of Sverdlovsk, Russia, in the 10th round of the 1989 entry draft. He played in Russia until 1991-92, and he joined the Islanders organization in 92-93 and had some great seasons. As a rookie in the NHL, 14 goals, 52 points in just 64 games. The following year, 93-94, 10 goals, 57 points in 76 games with the Islanders. Midway through the 94-95 season, he was traded to Montreal uh, and then moved on to the Canadians, briefly with the Devils, and then had uh, a few seasons with the Rangers, Six games with the Flyers and then finished his career in 2005-2006 with the Devils again. 712 career games for Vladimir Malikov in the NHL. 86 goals, 346 points, 697 penalty minutes. You add 75 playoff games, 8 goals, 27 points. Won a cup in 2000 with the New Jersey Devils and, of course, was a part of the Islanders' magic playoff run in 1993 in 17 games, 9 points, which, again, for a defenseman, very, very solid. We're going to go back and look at one of Vladimir Malakov's better games with the Islanders. January 12, 1993, at the Nassau Coliseum, the visiting team, the Calgary Flames, with Mike Vernon in goal, the Islanders counter with Mark Fitzpatrick. And in this one, this was a rough game, but it was the Flames getting on the board first with Scott Lachance in the box for roughing. Robert Reichel gets his 15th from Theo Fleury and Gary Roberts at 2.04. And just like that, the Islanders trail one to nothing. But our Islanders' birthday of the day, Vladimir Malakov answers three and a half minutes later. His ninth from Travis Green at 5.47. It's a 1-1 hockey game. Then the Islanders take to the power play. Trent Yawney off for hooking and Vladimir Malakov, his second goal of the game, 10th of the year, assist to Derek King and Pierre Turgeon after one period, 2-1 to one in favor of the Islanders. The Islanders add to their lead in the second, Scott Lachance, his third from Mick Vakota and Robert Crom, just a minute 42 into the period, 3-1 to one Isles. Scott Lachance tallies again seven minutes later, his fourth, from Crom and Tom Fitzgerald at 8.07, Islanders 4, Flames 1. Sergei Makarov scores later on in the second period, cutting the Islanders' lead to 4-2 after 40 minutes. In the third, the Islanders poured on Ian Frazier, his first, from Pierre Turgeon and Jeff Norton at 2.07. Then Norton scores on the power play, his eighth, from Frazier and Turgeon at 4.31. Frazier tallies again, also on the power play at 6.57. Derek King and Jeff Norton with the assist. And then Richard Crom, his first of the year from Vladimir Malakov and Tom Fitzgerald at 17.21. The Islanders crushed the Flames by a score of 8-2. Mike Vernon chased. Jeff Reese gave up the final three goals in this game for Calgary. Meanwhile, Mark Fitzpatrick, 27 saves to earn the win. For our Islanders' birthday of the day, Vladimir Malikov, two goals, one assist, and a team-high seven shots on goal. So Malikov, not only productive, but very, very active. And 
just an incredible uh, performance. Meanwhile, uh, some fisticuffs breaking out between uh, Craig Berube of the Calgary Flames and some Islander named uh, Darius Kasparitis. Meanwhile, Vladimir Malakov also called for roughing in what turned out to be a very big and messy brawl at the 6.05 mark of period three. So again, we want to wish uh, a very happy and very healthy 53rd birthday to former Islanders defenseman Vladimir Malakov. He is our Islanders birthday of the day. We will be back on Wednesday with the next episode, and of course we'll have all the latest rumors about trades, free agent signing news as soon as it breaks, and we'll talk about that on Twitter as well as soon as it happens. Uh, we will also start to discuss the top 50. You heard, us, uh, you heard me at the beginning of the show mention that the Locked On Podcast Network has a top 50 players, Uh, as voted on by me and the other 31 experts uh, covering each of the 32 NHL teams. So we'll discuss uh, where some of the Islanders players fell in that NHL top 50 list on Wednesday show, that and a whole lot more. So make sure that you certainly join us for that. Always, you know, a lot going on right now, even though it is the height of the off season. Betting on the Islanders doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, it's hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. That does it for us on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Can't believe we're here at the end of August already. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.